0: Welcome to South Florida Sunday, Sharina with you. And you may not know this, but March is National Sleep Awareness Month. Coincidence that it is also the month that we have the most trouble having to adjust to our sleep cycle after losing an hour of sleep. If you are struggling with sleep, you have tuned into the right show because today I am joined by Dr. Harnit Walia, who is the Medical Director of Sleep Medicine and Continuous Improvement at the Miami Cardiac and Vascular Institute. She is also on staff at Baptist Health South Florida. Good morning, Dr. Walia. Good morning. So I bet you are everyone's favorite person helping them get back to a natural sleep schedule. Am I right? <laughs> Absolutely. So um, what is considered a healthy sleep duration? Does it depend on who you are or even your daily regimen?
1: So, based on all the evidence and all the research out there, we say that a normal adult requires seven to nine hours of sleep on a daily basis. Now, sleep requirement does vary across the lifespan. You know, when we, in little children, the sleep duration requirements are more. As we grow older, the sleep duration requirements lessens down. But uh, for normal adults, it's seven to nine hours of sleep. And then an um, adult over 65 years of age, it's seven to eight hours of sleep.
0: Do you? notice a difference between the sleep cycles for men versus women?
1: There are some subtle differences how men and women sleep, and there are differences as to how men and women present themselves in terms Mm -hmm. of the sleep disorders. But overall, duration of sleep requirements are fairly the same between men and women.
0: Oh, wow. That's interesting. Um, When we don't get enough sleep, we tend to feel really lethargic the next day or even the next few days. But there are some more serious situations that can arise due to lack of sleep, correct?
1: Oh, absolutely. Insufficient sleep or sleep deprivation can have far-reaching consequences. As you mentioned, you know, immediately one may feel impairment in quality of life. You feel tired, groggy, sleepy the next day, cannot concentrate. Um, but in terms of long-term consequences, you know it has also been associated with um, having bad heart health, increased mm-hmm. risk of Blood pressure, increased risk of weight gain, increased risk of stroke. You know, there are studies to even suggest that folks who get less sleep prior to their vaccines have less robust immune response compared oh, wow. to folks who get good amount of sleep. So, yeah, lots of implications.
0: It's interesting that there's a correlation between the amount of time you spend sleeping and your heart health.
1: So American Heart Association last year incorporated sleep duration as one of the elements for the optimal heart health. The sleep deprivation is linked with heart health, and so are other sleep disorders, such as sleep apnea. Oh, sleep wow. apnea is a condition when there is a recurrent airway closure when one is asleep, and there is a high likelihood of having high blood pressure. It's associated with arrhythmias, heart attacks, and so forth.
0: Oh, Wow. <laughs> and not to mention how easily you get sick just from not sleeping enough.
1: So there are some studies to suggest that as well, you know, sleep deprivation, folks who are sleep deprived are more susceptible to get common colds. Mm. Uh, But there are now emerging data regarding vaccines for sure that, you know, with the vaccines, we get good response when we have a good night's
0: sleep around it. What are some common reasons you're seeing that people are having trouble sleeping?
1: There are a variety of sleep disorders. There are actually over 80 sleep disorders out there affecting 70 million Americans. Oh, wow. So there are many reasons why somebody may have difficulty sleeping. One of the common uh, sleep disorder, what we call is insomnia, where there is difficulty falling asleep, maintaining sleep, waking up earlier than desired that time, and it has to have a consequence associated with it. So sometimes people tend to think a lot, they ruminate, they worry a lot, mm. or they get obsessed about sleep. So that's one of the very common reasons why we we see that folks are not able to sleep and then many medical conditions could be the reason why somebody can't sleep. Somebody has COPD or heart failure and then other sleep disorders such as restless leg syndrome, sleep apnea and so forth could also present a difficulty sleeping.
0: Uh, what about medications or like our diets and sometimes uh, caffeine intake? Can that cause sleep issues?
1: Yeah, caffeine can certainly cause sleep issues. Somebody who has sleep, especially sleep issues, because caffeine has those alerting properties, uh, which may be a factor in trouble sleeping. And it can take a long time for the body to process caffeine out of the system. So somebody who has difficulty sleeping, we tell folks to limit their caffeine intake and limit it to the uh, earlier uh, morning hours or early afternoon hours.
0: Definitely have to try that. Now there's some issues that are due to bad habits. I can admit I have bad habits, but um, there are also some serious genetic issues.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, some of the sleep disorders have a very strong uh, genetic uh, predisposition. You know, for instance, sleep apnea uh, and also folks who may have rhythm problems, circadian rhythm problems, or the internal body clock uh, issues, for instance, those night owls or morning larks, uh, those those could be having some genetic predisposition. Sometimes folks are intrinsically sleepy, such as narcolepsy. Those Mm. could also have some uh, genetic uh, predisposition, and so is vasoplex syndrome.
0: Oh, wow. It seems like a lot of underlining issues or situations can lead to sleep deprivation. I know you touched on it a little earlier. What about aging? Is it possible for your sleep cycle to completely change while you age?
1: Yeah, sleep duration um, declines as we uh, age. You know, we are more likely to wake up in the middle of the sleep when uh, with increasing age. uh, The deep sleep sort of declines as we age and also the the REM sleep or the dream sleep also sort of declines as we age. Uh, But overall, you know, for an older adult, the typical sleep requirement is seven to eight hours of sleep.
0: Okay. Now, March is National Sleep Awareness Month, and we are speaking with Dr. Walia, the Medical Director of Sleep Medicine and Continual Improvement at Miami Cardiac and Vascular Institute. Uh, Dr. Walia, what are some tips that you can give someone who is having trouble changing their sleeping habits or having trouble sleeping?
1: Yeah, you know, we could just start by incorporating some good sleep hygiene tips you know, such as I always tell my patients to maintain a regular sleep-week schedule every day including the days they're working or the days they're off or weekends or all weekdays um, and especially somebody who has a lot of variability in their schedule and I may tell them to start off by waking up every day at the same time. Some other things may include avoiding electronics in the evening so <laughs> yes. the blue light emitted from the electronics can suppress the melatonin which is a dark hormone which promotes sleep so, so those those lights on the electronics can really disrupt the sleep. Um, and like I said, avoiding caffeine later in the day, uh, avoiding taking naps. And if someone has to take a nap, it could be short, sweet naps for about 20 minutes or so during the earlier part of the day. And very importantly, having a good sleeping environment can make a difference. We tell people to have a cool, dark, conducive environment that, is, that can help promote sleep. to uh, to
0: someone. Wow, I had no idea about the blue lighting thing with the technology affecting your sleep. That is definitely new information to me. Um, What should someone do if they're having prolonged sleep issues?
1: Yeah, if somebody is experiencing prolonged sleep problems such as difficulty falling asleep, maintaining sleep, waking up earlier, or there are some abnormal behaviors that are occurring during the night time such as sleepwalking, acting out of dreams or if somebody is excessively sleepy or tired during the day, affecting their quality of life, I think that would be time for them to seek medical attention. They should seek their healthcare professional advice, such as primary care physician, or see a sleep specialist because they may want to do a formal sleep assessment to check for other sleep disorders.
0: And if someone does come in to do um, a sleep assessment, what does that entail?
1: Yeah, we go over a uh, typical sleep history, which is what times do uh, they go to bed during the weekdays, during the weekends, what time do they wake up during the weekdays, during the weekends, how long it takes for them to fall asleep typically, how many times folks wake up in the middle of the night, why do they wake up in the middle of the night, uh, then we assess for some sleep behaviors by any chance there is any acting out of dreams, walking, sleep talking, we also assess for restless leg syndrome, we also assess for the daytime functionality and the impact it mm-hmm. may be having on the quality of life, you know, are they excessively sleepy, is there any drowsy driving, are they napping, how much are they napping, and then of course we ask about some sleep uh, related behaviors. Uh, that may affect sleep, you know, like, such as caffeine and use of electronics and irregular sleep-break schedule and so forth. And then depending on the clinical situation, we may have to do uh, sleep testing um, to diagnose or assess somebody with some sleep disorders such as sleep apnea, or we may give them some sleep logs to fill in uh, so that they can monitor their sleep. Uh, so depending on the clinical situation, we then take next steps.
0: Typically when someone comes in with a problem versus when they are diagnosed, uh, how long does that typically take?
1: Yeah, we, it can take up to a few weeks. Uh, in order for us to come to a conclusive diagnosis, we may ask them to fill in sleep logs so that we can look at how much sleep they're getting, what time they're going to bed, uh, do they have a tendency to be a night owl or a morning lark, mm. uh, and so forth. And then sleep studies may typically take a few weeks uh, and to get the results back and to diagnose somebody with sleep apnea.
0: Well, okay, that's not too painful. Yes. Yeah. This was so helpful, Dr. Walia. Thank you so much for sharing your insight on how to get a better night's sleep and overall sleep health. You are at the Miami Cardiac and Vascular Institute, as well as Bathurst Health, South Florida. How can listeners make an appointment or get in contact with you or your staff?
1: Yeah, they can reach out to us via our website and make the appointment at Sleep Medicine, Miami Cardiac and Vascular Institute, or they can call at 786-204-4200.
0: Thank you so much, Dr. Walia.
1: Thank you.